Hi everybody and welcome to the very first Stealing Time Thief podcast. I'm your host Adam Badke, Community Manager at IDOS Montreal. I'm here today with Game Director Nick Canton and Lead Level Designer Daniel Winfeld-Schmidt. And now that the Thief gameplay footage has been released at E3, we wanted to take a few minutes just to kind of chat with you guys about the gameplay mechanics of Thief. Um, so tell us guys, what are the, the pillars of Thief gameplay? Uh, the pillars are, uh, we have three, mm-hmm. uh, the infiltration, mm-hmm. uh, stealing, and escaping. Okay. Uh, they are there to avoid, to have a flat gameplay, like for the whole game being always an infiltration. But wow. at the same time, we want to make sure that we're going to have variation within those three pillars during the whole game. It's not like a staccato, it has to be like this, it's, exactly. it's more like an organic feel, but it's just a good uh, you know, like a premise to start. It's to give to, us a structure. Uh, and kind a flow of, kind of yeah. thing. And variation between each and situation. And variation, exactly. So That's it's just cool. a, it's a good structure to work around. Yeah. So what is it about the Thief franchise in general that makes it so unique compared to other games? It's all about being a master thief. I right. think everything in the game, mm-hmm. in the mechanic, in the way we do things are reflecting that aspect, that fantasy of being a master thief. Mm-hmm. Voyeurism, uh, working with the environment is a big part of it. Like uh, A lot of the, you know, the difficulty comes from the environment, things, environmental setting and not just from like the HP of the guards kind right. of thing. The visual feedback from visual that feedback. environment is exactly. really the visual feedback of being a master thief, yeah. seeing right. things that you and me we yeah. don't see in at night. Yeah. Light and right. shadow, the differences of using uh, you know the circumstances to your advantage. That's a big big part well, of it. Well tell us a little bit um, about the light gem and uh, the detection systems in the game. So our detection system is analog. Okay. Uh, this means that we have a lot of things that happen that you know evaluate whether or not you should be detected or not, right. or a different state of detection because you have several layers. Do you get clues about where you're about, or do you reveal yourself completely? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. We wanted you to focus more on you know what happens in the environment. You look in the AI, how are they reacting to me, versus looking at the UI trying to tell me what state am I in, what degree am I in. Mm-hmm. So it, w- it was simplified to make sure that you quickly absorb the states you are in, so that you have a better understanding of how the AI is going to react and you start focusing on the AI instead. So and the light gem is an indicator of, of, your, of your current status, but it's not uh, completely conclusive. No, it's the feedback, yes, right. of the UI. It's like the clock also, the clock, the vignette thing yeah, we have around. Shroud. It's also something really to feel immersive. We want a player to always look at his gems. We want him to feel the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really about adding a lot of feedback to, for the player to understand what's so happening. So it's, it's not a binary or a no, trinary no, 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 system. No, no. It's, it's a lot about the feeling of when you get close to them, how do you react. Uh, right. For example, there's a lot of states we take into consideration. Uh, occlusion, of course, is one. Are you standing up? Are you crouching? crouching are you running? Are you, are you swooping? Right. Uh, are you uh, peeking too? Exactly. There's a sound. Right. What surface are you standing on? It doesn't matter if you stand still, but if you're moving, it would make a difference. Right. Uh, but also, is it, are you right in front of them? Are you peripheral? What mm-hmm. kind of peripheral? Are you at the edge of the peripheral? Right. Uh, is there... Um, you know, uh, are they moving themselves? Are they rotating? Are they looking for you? It also makes a difference. Right. Did you alert them previously or give them hints that you might be there? How has the classic Thief gameplay been evolved and improved upon in Eidos Montreal's Thief? I think it's about the immersion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new technology gave us that new power to be more immersive in a world, to have a more credible world. And this right. gave a lot of uh, things to get ready to touch. So the tactile aspect of it also is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, to feel in a world, to uh, believe the things going to steal and to believe the... Right. Uh, there's also a lot of other things, more mechanical, like the swoop. Yes, naturally my favorite feature. Mm. Now, it's it's uh, um, something that you can use in very different situations. Right. Like a, it's a small dash. 
Okay. Uh, and it goes in all directions. So you can go swoop sideways, backwards, forwards, rotate while you do it. The swoop back is the best. The feeling yeah. of the swoop back yeah. is so I strong. I actually, yeah, I was playing the game really recently and that's, you know, you My edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit clumsy and I edge forward a little bit, a little further than I should have. And you kind of realize that you're making a mistake. And in, in the classic games, you could be punished pretty harshly for, for a silly mistake like that. Um, but the swoop kind of gives me the option, just like I would in real life if I kind of it's was trying to be something. It's a small rush stopping. of adrenaline. Yeah, that exactly. really rewarding. I suck yeah. myself back yeah, yeah it was it kind of it was really rewarding feature it also really differentiates the players from really good players right because the really good players are going to really use it to an advantage yeah. right. like turning corners uh, getting into uh, really good positions like uh, this precision measuring this right so we're already seeing this uh, while we're playing that and we're, we're playing a little more than, than maybe you had a chance to play and we're seeing, <laughs> probably and we're, and we're seeing a, a big change in the people who just go use it for forward and backwards versus people who use it diagonally and turning and stuff right. like that so that you can really master it and that's yeah. kind of one of the things that you can makes you want to improve it, it. you fact. always mm -hmm. want to improve it yes. how you use it it feels yeah it feels really uh, fluid it's only it's only a very short distance that you cover yes. right but it's just it feels like just yeah. enough we didn't want to can... have something too magical or too right. out of context on that side it was really to, to stay uh, so this isn't like a superhero move or anything like that this is just kind it's of very like grounded yeah, yeah. and you right. can still get detected you don't make a lot of sound when you do it so right. it's kind of a but if you're in light, it doesn't matter. You're right, they're still going to see you. It's yeah, not like yeah. a, a, it's not a... It's not a freebie kind of thing. It's right. a, you still have to use it in... A, you cannot swim the whole map. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So considering that Thief is so heavily focused on, on stealth and infiltration, how did you guys develop a, a combat system that... Uh, is empowering but doesn't encourage me to get into combat. We don't want to encourage the combat, but right. we don't want to punish the player once he's in the combat because being in the combat doesn't mean you're not playing stealth or you're not being aggressive. Mm. This is really interesting on that. So point if, if you get cornered, mm. okay, yeah. this is, I'll defend myself. As you would in real life. Yeah, but right? you're, you're fighting against trained soldiers and they will make, you know, that's not what you're there for. You're you can defend yourself, but they, you know, also within the combat, we give the, the window of opportunity to flee. This, mm. this is something really important for us. So right. even if you, you're not a fighter, you can always flee within those situations. It's an option. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, all about that. There's also that. a big difference between um, the combat itself, which is a fallback, mm -hmm. versus aggressive behavior, aggressive stealth. Right. There's a very big difference between the two. Because one says, I'm detected, they're seeing me, they're going to kill me now. Versus aggressive is, I'm taking them out one by one, right. and they never, they never saw me. Right. Or they only saw me a little bit, and then I disappeared, and then they started losing their numbers. How do you create those opportunities? You know, how do I, mm. how do I get myself into that position where I can be aggressive but without being in combat? Uh, you have the naturally you have the environment. Right. It's like mm -hmm. there are certain like uh, shadow areas. Do you lure them into an area that's more to your advantage? Right. With high vantage point, you can do takedowns, take them out one at a time. Do you have tools to do it for you? Yeah. Speaking of tools, how do you lure somebody? How do I how do I direct and misdirect people around the map? For example, yeah, bottles. You can throw bottles. You can throw arrows. Uh, you can throw arrows. Shoot arrows. Yeah, shoot arrows. Well, and the AI is quite. I've, I noticed too when I was playing the AI is that is <laughs> there's some really awesome stuff with the AI. It's a systemic AI system. So I noticed when I. Um, I would open a door and I was spotted and I quickly got away and escaped because I didn't want to fight anybody but I noticed that the guards actually adapted their patrol route and they kept coming back to check that spot to see, you know, to, to they never went back to a, a fully relaxed state from that point. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Is it the same thing if, uh, if I'm distracting a guard, will they kind of wander around and uh, ad adapt? based on, they, they kind of get the feeling that something's up? There, there are going to be layers that, right. that differentiate some things. Um, and we don't want it to be mechanically predictable what that is and so right. on. So there are some things that they do, or there, is there a chance they do it depending on how much feedback you gave them. So it's much more about 
Um, what information did you give the AI? And can they from that conclude certain things? Right. Um, for example, did they see you? Okay, that direction. Okay, right. then they kind of conclude. Then a, they, yeah. they don't go the other way kind of thing. Right. And this is kind of what is, what, is the, what is the information you give them and how would you expect them to react? Right. So the door opening in plain light, of course, they're mm. going to react to it. Right. If it's behind them, though, and it's in shadow, then they won't notice it. Right. So, you know, you can peek through the keyhole to try to see if, uh, if there's a guard on the other side. You can listen to see if you can hear the guards on the other side, or you can use your, if you have focus enabled, yeah. uh, you can even uh, use the uh, focus audio to see if there's footsteps on the other side. So, yeah, I guess the, the lesson I'm taking away is I should have looked through the keyhole before I just barged through the door. Something like that, right. yes. <laughs> okay. You guys are harsh critics with my gameplay. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <No>. tell, <laughs> something else that I got some, uh, some feedback from. Um, after people saw the E3 gameplay footage, a lot of people were really um, really interested by the... Uh, Garrett picks one of the guards' pockets and he actually pulls out a paper map. Now, can you explain a little bit more about the map system and how that works? Uh, the, the little map you get in the, uh, in the E3 demo is more a map that is within the big map system. Okay. Uh, before going to a mission, Garrett is always memorizing all the information he needs to for his mission. He's because preparing, he right? He's preparing, he knows his city, so he don't need always to look at his map, where is that street and things. So on that right. side, it's really about uh, having all those information within the menu in the Garrett's mind. Mm -hmm. And all the things you find within the map, uh, little information documents, will be added to that information. So, so the mini-map, which is toggleable, right? Yeah. You yes. can turn it on off. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a representation of Garrett's preparation before he goes exactly. into the mission. So instead of trying to force the players to look at a map, it would be fun to come in and, like, I'm the master thief, but I'm going to turn left. So like, <laughs> I'm a tourist. So it's kind of a thing he's preparing, but he might not have the, all the correct information. Right. For example, that's where you find the captain has a thing or you find some other thing, and he's yeah. like, oh, I didn't know this, and then suddenly, okay, now I have more information. But the generic right. information is that you, I know this road goes here. I know there's a mansion here. I, the blueprint is pretty known, and so, so he has information, but there might be missing clues in it, and that's kind of where the maps come in, because you actually find a map that you need to look at and go like, okay, this is a proxy. Okay, oh, ah, now I get it. When it comes to, to uh, freedom and goals, how much freedom will players typically have to approach each objective? So there's a lot of layers of how they can you know, achieve it. There's the geographical aspect, you know, mm -hmm. is, is it in within a room? Is it so in, how I approach it. How you approach it, is there several like, pathways, right. and how's the setting? There's also what tools do you bring. Right. Uh, what you have available at that point in the mission, right? Exactly, because uh, you, it might be a very long mission, it might be part and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have time. Uh, like where in the story does it happen? Mm -hmm. What is the staging of that area? The scenario itself, how oh, the guards yeah. are, are they aggressive yeah. at that moment of yeah. the story, for example, do, things like that. Uh, do you that. wait to time their patrols? Do they change their patrol suddenly? Mm. And, you know, how do you adapt to the situation? And that's kind of the, you, you mix those three and you come have a very immersive, very dynamic environment. Right. Uh, and we design for scenarios and we adapt it. And then we kind of kind of let the player loose in that area, and let them kind of move forward and observe and learn and, exactly. and pick what opportunities they want to take. Depending That's on really the cool. play style, depending on how you know completionist they, they are, do they want to get all the loot in the area? So there's there's more than one road to Rome. Oh yes, oh yeah, yes, right. definitely. oh yeah. Yes. We're well, still discovering new ones I didn't know existed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you very much, guys. I think that about wraps it up. I know you're both very busy, and you got to get back to work and actually keep building the game. So thank you both very much for uh, coming down here today and chatting with thank the community. You very much. Thanks everyone for joining in from home. For more on Thief, uh, check out thiefgame.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all of them slash Thief. Thank you very much.